The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Doug Powell, from uh, the president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And I want to welcome you to a session called Defining the New Normal. And uh, we have as our uh, presenter, uh, I, want, I, I was going to say guest, but, you know, Pam <laughs> Shaw is not a guest in ACB. She's uh, one of the uh, stalwarts of ACB. So um, uh, she, she will be uh, presenting for us today. Um, and... Um, there, I, I think there are enough, uh, I think there, well, I think we can run around and do introductions if, uh, Pam, it sounded like that's what you wanted to do, right? Yes, that's, that's fine. All yeah, right. We need them so to use the I, mic. So, I, so I, actually, I lost my mic runner, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then we'll just go ahead and get started. No problem, because we'll probably find out who some people um, are as time goes on. Hello, 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 ACB. Wow, I get so excited when I can do things like this because it's part of what I do for my family. And people ask me this time, they said, how could you do so many workshops during one convention? Well, see, they're pretty much related if you really think about it. And so often I'm looking at some articles I've read in the last, I don't know, few months, and then I'm going on and looking at some new things. I would have loved to have been with you, but doctor's orders said I needed to stay put. So for once in my life, I'm trying to be obedient. I want to thank AAVL, and um, I guess I still have to call him Mr. President, lest I get in a lot of trouble for allowing me to be here. <laughs> and um, just for us in the next hour or so to have some fun and talk personally about some things. As we go through looking at defining the new normal, there'll be some past things that we'll think about. There'll be some things that are in the present. And you know what? Even the future looks good if you want to look at it that way. So let's go ahead and dive right in. And I want you to know, too, there will be some um, active participation as far as that is concerned. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you as well. Well, a year after the COVID-19 pandemic has, has already engaged us, as it did during the pandemic, in some new and interesting things. You know, whether we like it or not, some things are gone, some things are coming back. I don't know where some things are. But anyway, you know, if you think about it, we've suddenly kind of found ourselves to needing to adapt to a whole lot of things that we put into the new normal. Think about it. Work from home settings, parents and grandparents doing home, you know, schooling and things like that. Uh, look at some of our conferences and conventions that have changed. And I really feel like we are walking into this new normal every day because as soon as I think something's going to be a certain way, here comes somebody to say, you know, guess what's new? Guess what we're going to try and do this time? And if there's still nothing else, it's been that mandatory off and on use of the mask. Uh, they just sent a note around to church and said, okay, now mask in the church 
are optional. And some people got up and shouted hallelujah, and some said, oh, no, I want to wear my mask. So we're all moving at a different pace as we look at this. And there's this ripple from that current situation, too. Because as I thought about it, particularly parents and grandparents getting into homeschooling, hmm, teaching is different than it used to be in my old days, and still I'm learning. But look what it's affecting our personal lives, our social lives, our economic and spiritual spheres. I can't find one area in which this concept of new normal does find itself sticking its head. Now, the other thing that I noticed too, and I did some reading on this, people are more likely to hold on and want to go back to what was than was moving forward. I would expect that because I'm more comfortable with what I know than what I don't know. And also, we're seeing a different realm where the government is very, very involved in what our normal is. So no matter what we argue, to live in the new normal, you've got to adapt. Isn't that something? You've got to change to make it work. So that's kind of what we want to talk about this afternoon. And I want to share with you, first of all, this whole concept of the new normal appeared around 2008. It was primarily due to a financial crisis in the world. So affordability, availability, uh, you might remember that's when there were some issues of, of demand and supply. So we had to make this whole thing work better. We had to work with um, people we'd never worked with before. And so it's, it's been interesting. But I want us to explore our own new normals this afternoon. So step number one, I want you to think about something that you do now that you didn't do before the, pre before the pandemic. So in other words, some activity, it could be uh, the way you do something, the way you think about it, it's different from pre-pandemic. Now, the way um, we're going to do this, uh, Travis, am I correct? We've got some folk on uh, Zoom? Yes. Okay. And we've got some folks on site. So what we've been doing, if you guys are okay with it, we've been taking, Travis is great at this, we'll usually take two from each venue because we want to make sure people get their chance. So tell me something you, you do now that you didn't do pre-pandemic. And um, Doug, do we have a person though to go around the room with the mic? Do we have somebody in the room who's be willing to run our mic and find people? Great, okay. So Travis, go ahead, <laughs> holler out. <laughs> we have, a, a, we'll bring up two people then. We'll bring up Kathy Lyons and we'll, we'll bring up Melissa. Hi, Pam. Um, the thing, the biggest thing I do now that I did not do before the pandemic is Zoom. My mm. sister had, well, my, um, actually my nephew's wife planned a wonderful event for his 50th birthday. And it had to be on Zoom because of the pandemic. And so I got a couple of people telling me, you better get on Zoom. And I went kicking and screaming, but I did get on and I didn't know what, how to do the camera at the time, but they could at least hear me. So that was my mm -hmm. biggie. Wow, Kathy. And do you use Zoom a lot now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, 
do hosting for the ACB community calls. Woohoo! Okay, and, a convert. <laughs> yes. As well Thanks, as. Kathy. You're welcome, Pam. All right, Melissa. Okay, I'm on a taxi cab on the way home from church, so I apologize for the background noise. This is Melissa here in Washington State. And one thing that I have definitely done differently that I never anticipated is I am looking for work, but I'm looking for remote positions, which is something I never thought would happen. You know, I always enjoyed going in person to jobs um, like, I, like I did for, you know, over 13 years. But then, of course, I worked for a dev, another company, and that job was fully remote, and I came to love it. And mm -hmm. that's something that I am currently doing right now. And my, my career consultant and I are working um, remotely over the phone in that regard. So those are a couple of small hmm. things I'm, I'm, I'm uh, doing. So, Okay. They sound thank pretty you. big to me, but thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we do we do have a somebody who's Thank willing you. to run the mic. So if you have something that you would like to share with us, please raise your hand and uh, Al would do this. I have a mic. This is Danielle. And Kathy said the main one I thought about Zoom, like I go to funerals on Zoom. You take mm. classes on Zoom, like you do so many things on Zoom that you would have never thought possible to do remotely before. And secondly, I pack masks still. I don't even wear them very often at all, but it's become something that I pack and carry wherever I go. It's just become a habit, whether I even use them or not. So just the consciousness of that. Yeah. I got that. And and now there's there's two things I'll talk about that I bring. I've got my slate and stylus and I got my mask. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use either of them. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Another in the room here. Uh, good afternoon, Pam Ray Campbell here. Hey, Ray. Um, hey. So uh, something, uh, one lady just kind of said it, but something I do differently now than I did before the pandemic is I really, mm -hmm. I don't fear crowds. I never liked them much anyway, but I'm really kind of conscious of how many people are around me. And, you know, if it feels too crowded, you know, I'll, I'll put a mask on. Uh, just mm. that's just something I do. And and the other thing is I I do mask. I still do mask in certain situations, uh, backs of Uber cars on public transportation mm. and in crowded places. So that's something I never mm. thought I'd ever do. Mm. Next up, we have Jane. Hello. Hi, this is Jane Perry from Readings from Cape Cod. A couple of things that I do now that I used didn't used to do was one is I use my iPhone more and use Zoom and I'm on my iPhone right now talking to you all. The mm -hmm. other thing is taking Uber because we have limited staff that you drives for the taxis and the paratransit. And I never thought I would take an Uber ride in my life because of all the things that I hear about and fear mm -hmm. because I am a single woman but I want to get back involved with my community. And uh, the other thing is about the mask. I still wear a mask off and on because I have asthma and I have a lot of other issue, health issues that are related to my eye syndrome of my eye disease of retinitis pigmentosa. So thank you for allowing me to share. And I wish I was there in person with you all. Maybe next year. Thank you for sharing. All right, Penny, you may now unmute. Um, one of the things that happened with the pandemic is 
our president of our local ACB chapter passed away and I became president and we started doing our meetings on Zoom. I never thought I would do that. And I also learned how to order with my app for Uber Eats and DoorDash. And I had never done that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that one resonated okay. here in the room, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, we got a couple more in the room. All right, this is Colleen Kitagawa from Minnesota. Hi, Colleen. Hey, Pam. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, what I didn't do before the pandemic is I didn't have people come into my house, which I'm grateful I can now because I have a note taker that I'm learning and someone comes over to help me with that. And mm. now I always carry little hand sanitizers. I didn't used to, but I have one in pretty much every purse or even I have one right now in Drake's pouch. <laughs> it's like, so... And one thing, uh, NLS came out with their Braille e-reader, and I was mm. never much of a bra- Braille reader before, but uh, now I uh, read Braille pr- practically every week. The other thing, mm-hmm. second thing is that um, I started, uh, I, I've uh, coordinated a book group that we meet every two weeks uh, that we never had before, so it uh, provided uh, shared mm-hmm. information on books and another way to connect. Wow. All right. Next up here, we have Jenna. Okay. So um, my new normal is um, uh, walking, which has helped um, with the mental health. And then also um, um, just hanging around the ACB community. Hmm. So when you say hanging around, are you talking, what are you talking about when you say that? I mean, like a convention um, or maybe just jumping on some community calls that Mm -hmm. I may be interested in, but it just depends on my schedule and what I got going on for today. I like it. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I'll talk. It's Carolyn Burley. I guess one of the things I've done more is joint book clubs on chat. I belong to two that way and one I actually go to, which I, of course, was doing before of the thing. And I also, for a while, I was participating in a chat for CCLVI just to meet people and get to know them and then they changed the layout of having topics and we decided we just like to talk to each other so i stopped uh, going that oh the other thing i i now can vote on online i i can they'll Mm, email me my ballot they'll email me my application i fill it out mail it into the board of election and then they will email me the ballot and then i can print it out, they send me the two envelopes that you got to send it back in, and then I put them in the envelopes and send it back so I can vote by mm-hmm. myself. All right. You know, going anywhere. <laughs> oh, right. I like it. That's Stark County, Ohio. Yeah, I, right. I noticed that I've changed the way I travel a lot. So mm. uh, Carol and I drove out to Phoenix uh, during the pandemic, and we would only book ourselves into motels that opened to right by the car, and 
uh, Carol and Kate hmm. would go in with a uh, sweat, you know, wipe uh, an anti, you know, antibacterial wipe, every, you know, before we walked into the mm -hmm. room and, you know, and we wore masks everywhere and that kind of thing. And, and we wanted to go sightseeing, but I, all the sightseeing stuff was closed, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, so, so some of it is opening up again, but, you know, we're still traveling a lot by car as opposed mm -hmm. to public transportation these days. Interesting. All right, Jewel, you can go ahead. Okay. Hi, this is Jewel from Kentucky. Um, I have two things. One is other uses of masks. Like, what do I do with those masks now? I keep one with me if somebody's smoking my mask on if i'm coughing or sneezing like a cold or something i put my mask on just to be polite to others um the other thing is hybrid everything so like even our local community we are widespread over like uh 10 different counties um our mm -hmm. local group and we bought a special speaker with a microphone so that people on zoom can hear us if they can't get to the meeting the business meeting mm -hmm. so that way we can be completely hybrid because some of us don't have the best transportation. So, and, you know, getting to convention, I would never get to convention. Um, you know, I went to convention one time in 12 years of living, you know, in North Carolina. Gotcha. Now I can come every year, mm -hmm. even if it's not in person. I like that. <laughs> okay. We got another person from the room here now. Okay, right. good afternoon and aloha everyone. My name is Vicki Kennedy and I am here with my husband Jim and my guide dog buddy from Guide Dogs for the Blind. He's my third guide dog in 23 years. Mm -hmm. And the whole different thing with traveling, coming from Hawaii, we have to go the distance like we came mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. um, now you go to the airport, it was hard enough before but now, because of the new rules for the, uh, the legitimate service dogs, we have to fill in attestations form with the Department of Transportation. And that is something that is a sore spot with legitimate guide dog handlers, or <laughs> as it should be, yes. And then with the other legitimate service dogs that do other uh, other uh, things for for those with disabilities other than blindness, but okay. um, it has really changed a lot for us the way we travel now. And Thank I you. love the Zoom because you know, I'm technolo technology uh, challenged, but I love the Zoom now. I learned something different, and that is mm -hmm. so convenient. We don't have to go somewhere to have a meeting just to have a meeting, you know. So thank gotcha. you. Thank you. Uh -huh. All right. Next up here, we'll have Darian. Hi, Darian. <laughs> hey, Pam. I moved. I was able to move my business home and do telehealth. I'm a therapist. And it reduced my transportation angst, like by almost 100% because of all the waiting time I didn't have to go through and all the, um, just the way paratransit operates and, you know, late arrivals, early leaves and all of that. So my anxiety went way down. And then I found that some of the parts of my job became accessible to me because I had to use an electronic 
format and everybody had to use it. So the field mm -hmm. started, the playing field started leveling and I was able to start taking on some of my own billing and things like that. And because of the travel time being mm -hmm. eliminated, I became more productive with my time because I could be doing administrative work or booking more clients because I wasn't mm. in transit for one to two hours twice a day. Okay, gotcha. So the stress Thanks, level Karen. really came down. Got another one in the room here. Hi, um, I'm Bonnie Robertson, and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, we find that we've been going out to eat a lot more because, because um, we had an activity center um, that closed. And um, so now we uh, just will do almost anything to socialize. So we go mm -hmm. out to eat. Mm. <laughs> it's fun, but it's not, you know, the same as going to museums and plays and all the other stuff that we used to do. But you have to adapt, you know. Mm. Hi, this is Andrea Connor from Wakanda, Illinois. And my new normal is being involved with ACB. Even though I heard about ACB uh, years ago when I started to lose my vision, it wasn't until about two, two and a half months into the pandemic that I became acquainted with community. And here I am today, a member of ICB, ACB, and uh, um, uh, ACB Lions, and part of the host committee. So thank you, ACB, and thank you, pandemic, because I wouldn't be here otherwise. <laughs> okay. All right, Rachel. Hey, Travis. Hey, Pam. Hi. Hello. Um, this is Rachel from um, calling in from Massachusetts. And I think um, how the pandemic changed me was that I can be on these Zoom calls a lot more. And um, I do karaoke now, which I never dreamed that I could have done before. Um, and that is kind of my new normal, but it's changed in other ways too, where you don't hear people answering the phone now when you call certain places. It's mostly voicemail. So there's up and downsides. So did you change? We're focusing on how you changed. Um, well, I think I've changed like to become a happier person because I'm on, mm -hmm. I'm on the ACB calls a lot more now. You know? Yes. Thank you. It's good to hear your voice again, Pam. I talked you to you one month ago. <laughs> Yours too. Thanks. Thank Let's get together. So <laughs> okay. We have no hands in the room. <laughs> okay. Then we got everybody. How about um, virtual, Travis? How are we doing? We have 17 hands. Remaining? <laughs> Remaining. Okay. Okay. Um, guys, let, let me just sort of say something. Um, as a, a trained speaker and trainer, one of the things that has changed for us, we found, and this is what our mentors told us, you just can't pick up what you used to do and put it on Zoom and think you're going to get the same results, the same feeling from the people you're with. And so I feel that I owe it to you to make sure your voices are heard, 
Um, when I used to do more in-person training, it was really easy because you just walk past somebody and they said something into the microphone. So I hope you don't mind if we do let those people uh, express what they need to express. What we will ask all of us to do throughout the meeting is remember that a number of people want to talk. So we want to keep our, um, what we say, what we do now as short as possible. Thanks. Go ahead, Travis, and do your thing. All right. Viola, you're, you are next. Good afternoon again, Pam. Um, because of you, I am going to join the Women's Concern uh, group. I <laughs> just, I never have been part of it, so I really wanted to um, do that. For me, it's my treadmill. Um, I didn't hmm. want to go out during the pandemic, um, you know, outside by myself, and I didn't know who I'd meet. And that kind of thing. And my guide dog had passed away. So my treadmill has become my friend. And I read during it. I watch TV while walking. You know, all that kind of thing. The other mm -hmm. thing is I, yeah, Uber, I mean, uh, DoorDash and Instacart have become my friends. I like so. it. Thank you. All right, Deanna. I have collected friends all of my life in various places, but I find I do more to keep those connections up because of the pandemic. I did it with the phone and then eventually, of course, with Zoom. I trained as a Zoom host and now I'm I'm running a I'm facilitating a caring and sharing group, which is for caregivers, because I'm a 24-7 caregiver. And sometimes I just need to vent to somebody that gets it. And I can help other people with resources I know about. And I took up crafts that I had laid aside because I was always too busy. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, you know, written more and worked more and actually published mm -hmm. a book of my very own instead of just contributing articles and stories and poems here and there and everywhere. Um, so it's. Um, called on all my creativity and adaptability okay. to make it work. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Deborah. Hi. So what was new for me was the realization that I could actually make my own luck because right before uh, COVID, I was working with our union. We wanted to make sure that we could approach our bosses and ask to work remotely one day a week. So I had all my tools set up already and when we started uh, having to work remotely, I ended up teaching a lot of people how to do it. And that meant that when COVID was over, I was still allowed to work remotely three days a week. Thank you. I'm back Wonderful. on you. Well, thanks for sharing that. All right, Judy. So when the pandemic started, I started um, doing a yoga class and a fitness class that had previously been in person. The yoga class has gone back to in person. I started to do them online. Um, the yoga mm -hmm. class has gone back. The fitness class has not. I have no intention of going back in person to the fitness class. It's great to be able to do it from home. And I've added a stretch class to that. So about four mornings a week, I'm doing something physical that I was not I was not doing on a regular basis prior to Fantastic. the pandemic. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. Congrats. All right. Next, we have a phone number, 502, ending in 333. It's Susan from Kentucky. Um, I, my family used to come and 
helped me get groceries every few weeks for the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I have family members still come up once in a while just to chit-chat or whatever. I mean, just to gotcha. make sure I'm okay. But um, now I've learned to, via IRA, order groceries and um, DoorDash. Um, you know, so I don't have to depend on anyone helping me get groceries and things like that. And I did work from home, and now they made me go back to work, which I don't like. But uh, transportation is a lot le- lot more stressful right. because of right. that. Um, Thanks for sharing. Thank thanks. you. All right, Teresa. Okay. I'm so glad you're doing this, panel. Um, so for so several, of course, other people have said some of the things I was going to say. I really hate going grocery shopping before the pandemic. So I was so happy when I could do Instacart from my phone and DoorDash too. And, um, you know, also it's let me, one of my kids lives in the same town I do. The other one lives very far away. And so now we meet on Zoom every couple of weeks so we get to hang out together. That wasn't happening. And then the other thing is for me, getting to work remotely for the whole foundation, that never would have happened before the pandemic. But now, you know, I, I get to mm-hmm. do that and do the scheduling and, you know, the whole art. So that's been fabulous. Thank you. All right, next up, we have a phone number, 410, ending in 927. Uh, Pam, this is Vanessa Lowry from Maryland. We have spoken before. Hey, hello. Uh, How are you? <laughs> uh, pretty good. The smoke mm-hmm. is cleared out today, at least. Um, they tricked me into spending $350 on some fudge. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's see. Our church went to Zoom initially, and even though we're back live, uh, mm-hmm. We still have Zoom options. Our ACB local chapter went to Zoom. Uh, our state conventions went to Zoom. And at least for okay. the time being, we'll remain Zoom. Um, so you, sweet. Just, what, sorry to interrupt you, but could you get a little personal about what you did before okay. Zoom um, that you do now? I mean, sorry, before, you know, pre-pandemic that you do now. Thanks. We just um, want to get to know you a little better. Well, actually, you know, I still continue to walk with with my guide dog uh, because, you know, that still enabled us to get exercise and go to the basic sure. places that we need to go to. I read, um, I did use Zoom. That that was still important with respect to our church chapter meetings, board meetings, um, state conventions. Um, used WhatsApp, which I was already involved with a lot, to stay in touch with other people guide mm-hmm. dog user I did just use various platforms to stay in touch right. with people. Right, right, thanks. All right, next we have Marcia. Good afternoon, and what's really changed with me, uh, I'm from Michigan, by the way, um, mm-hmm. as several other people alluded to, I used to go grocery shopping with friends, and it was a great way to socialize, and we'd mm-hmm. chit-chat going down, up and down the grocery aisles. But when the pandemic hit, uh, I started using Shipped, and uh, I'm a big Shipped user. In fact, I've got my cart ready to rock and roll here uh, anytime. And uh, I like being able to have the convenience of shopping on my time when I want to go. And well, I don't have to go. I don't have to go out in the rain or the snow. So I'm Mm -hmm. going to keep that up. And uh, I'm also uh, become a very big Zoom user. And uh, 
hopefully next year uh, make the convention in Jacksonville. But yes, I, I just wanted to call and, and say uh, this is my new normal. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. 650 ending in 155. Roger Peterson. <laughs> I decided that when I wanted to go from the old normal to the new one, I'd find somebody that's known me since the old days. Like, um, Hi, Roger. He'd be my good guide. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? Good. Good. Yeah, you know, I uh, I use Zoom a lot. In fact, I, I one thing I never did before the pandemic is go to an uh, ACB convention in my nightgown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway... Um, Things do change. I've had, you know, the, this this Zoom thing is really something. I've been, I've been to what three funerals and two or three other things that involve people all over the country with uh, mm -hmm. with Zoom. And my my son moved to Australia, so <laughs> he's not too handy anymore, and, except on Zoom. <laughs> and, and so. Uh, just uh, going along and trying to find out. I figured that my old friend Pam would be able to tell me how how to be old in the new in the new world. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We've got a bunch here folk doing a great job at it, though. Thanks, Roger. We have somebody right. else who just came into the room. Why don't we take them? We're answering the question: What has changed for you since uh, since the pandemic? Okay, this takes a lot of courage because most people with long-haul COVID are not coming forward. Some will know who I am. I've not welcomed it in my meeting house. There are 8 million of us with it. Survivor Corps is the lead organization. We, I'm coming out of it slowly. I did teach myself to walk again. I've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of people in organizations who are disabled with long-haul who are terrified. You do get better, but it's a fight of a lifetime. And if you can lend support to those people, I'm relatively lucky. Uh, it only took me 48 days to learn to walk again. And, um, you know, don't be afraid of this group. We can't transmit it. it, um, it but it's a lonely walk because it's a disease that never existed before. We thought we'd just get COVID and get over it. We can't give it. We can't, probably can't get it. But mm -hmm. it's been like 18 months. I can't taste gotcha. anything. So... So I can only imagine the lifestyle changes that you've you. had. That's what we've been talking about. That well, it's learning to survive. Ah. And so I'm saying this to, to encourage anyone out there who's afraid. And, you know, mm -hmm. notice people just shy away because mm -hmm. they confuse it with the actual disease. Right. So if I well, could thank you anybody. For, thank you very much. That's all. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Thank you. We so often get so wrapped up in our own stuff that we forget what other people are going through. So thanks for knowing that you were in a safe place to share that. All right, Margie. Hi there. This Hello. is Margie Donovan. Hello. Um, some of the <clears throat> effects in my life have been something I never thought I would be able to do, and that is spending time alone and enjoying spending time alone. Another thing is um, attending AA meetings all over the world on Zoom, literally. And, and um, I, 
But like my mom again, because instead of carrying baby wipes, I always have a pack of bleach wipes in my purse and I have masks and I double mask when I fly. But the most valuable and most gift that I received from COVID is finding my former minister that I studied under for many, many years. And now I get to attend church with her every Sunday morning on Zoom. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Thanks for that one. Do we have somebody else in the room? Yes, this is uh, Ann Brash from um, LaGrange, Hello, Illinois. Ann. I, hi. Hello. I, I think what I'm learning is that what isolation um, did for me, um, because basically I've, I've sort of changed my whole life. I, I had to uh, retire because I lost my job at Zoom, and then I was isolated, and then I decided, well, this was really silly, and I started participating in, in community calls, and then I found out that I really had to reach out more that I, if I didn't participate in the calls, I wouldn't learn anything. And anyway, next month I'm moving into the city of Chicago because I Ooh. have been too isolated. So I'm changing my entire life. Interesting. All right, Karen, go ahead. So, uh, hi, Pam, this is Karen from New York. And I know a lot hi, of- Hi, Karen from New York. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> and I, I know some other people on this uh, call. But I just thought I would call and admit that I haven't found my new normal yet because when when I think of the beginning of the pandemic, um, I think of June in 2021 and that's when my guide dog died very suddenly. And so being in New York City, um, it doesn't feel so... It doesn't feel so smart to just go out with a cane because, you know, there's a a lot of action on the streets, if you know what I'm saying. And, um, you know, people who are are homeless and, and, you know, nothing against Mm -hmm. that, but just to be safe and everything like that. So I'm trying to work on uh, what I'm going to do with all of this. And, you know, that's kind of it. And so... I kind of just appreciate being able to say it out loud. I didn't think I was going to get to say it out loud because I had my hand up about three well, hours. I'm glad you did. No. I'm glad you did. All right, Cynthia. Hello. This uh, Aloha. This is Cynthia from Honolulu. And I uh, wanted to share with you some of the, uh, one of the, the main, most important thing is that uh, I got introduced to the A lady. Okay. <laughs> because I, have, I, I live in a, um, a, a, resi- a retirement residence and we were locked down from March of 2020 and till May. So, you know, there was just nothing much to do. And I, I asked the right. IT person, what can I do? to keep myself occupied. I mean, I have my Mm -hmm. books, I've got the computer, but is there anything else? And so he suggested the A-Lady and I've been playing games and keeping myself occupied with that now too, as well Well, as music. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you ever so much. All right, Sue Ellen. Okay, well, when the pandemic hit and I started hearing things like lockdown, I had just moved for one thing to a new apartment, like the day before the state shut down. And 
I at first panicked because the only place I could go was the one place I didn't want to go. Um, and yet I learned to enjoy this new, I learned that I could still have an active, busy social life without stepping foot outside my house. I found, the, com I found the community. I get mm -hmm. to do karaoke now. I, if I want to, I mm -hmm. can go play games. I can go mm -hmm. chat with people. I co-facilitate a group for guide dog users. I mm -hmm. get to do all sorts of stuff. And I don't mm -hmm. have to fool with transportation. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. All right. Next would be Teresa, a different one from earlier. Well, I had already done chat lines before uh, 2020, you know, like Fillmore and some of them. So the Zoom call was just, to me, another way to um, reach out, but it was a little more structured, which is okay. fine. You know, that was a good thing. Um, okay. And I, and I enjoyed the Zoom calls. And so I, I guess you could say that's been... Um, you know, that kind of kept my sanity. I mean, I went to work, came home, went to work, came home. And that was mm -hmm. it, you know. And also um, the um, Catholic uh, Diocese of Little Rock, you know, made it so you didn't have to attend church in person, which was nice. Mm -hmm. But and then we found Facebook Live and I started um, pulling up mass on Sunday morning on Facebook. All right. Thanks for telling us that. Danette. Hello. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Hi, Pam. <laughs> so for me, um, facilitating, hosting, opening rooms on Zoom before uh, before um, the pandemic, I would do con I would do conference calls like on meetings on a conference call, and I can hear much better on Zoom. Thank you. And it was hmm. funny because the first time I facilitated a call, I called Cindy like right away, you need to find someone else to do this because I it's not for me. Well, her and as only Cindy could do, I want you to stretch yourself. So I've been stretched. <laughs> and <laughs> I can open rooms. Doug does not have to open our AAVL rooms anymore. Yes, and he doesn't have to make me host, but I do have to change my name from D Powell to Danette. So, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thanks, Danette. Thank you for making us smile. We'll go to Linda Faust. Hi, um, I'm Linda. And, well, I've always, even before the pandemic, I've felt isolated because of my vision and hearing impairment. But one thing I, okay. I need to say, I'm very grateful for the ACB community because I get Could to you do me a favor? And I'm sorry, I don't want, I apologize for interrupting you. We have a number of people to get in. Could you All help right. us out I'll keep with it what short. you're doing okay. now? Okay, thanks. Okay. The ACB community, I exercise a lot and I love that. I love being able to do karaoke, which I never thought that I could do. And um, I hear better than I do in person, even though it's a little less uh the, mm -hmm. not as good as live but better thank you mm -hmm. all right gene you are now unmuted thank you this is gene marie and eugene you know um in march 2020 i woke up with COVID at the very end of march and i would not have made it without the support group that Teresa christian and pat wallace started twice a week i was there Ooh. twice a week for six weeks just begging them to tell me i'd be okay and that was great. Yep. And um, 
the and I learned how to do a lot on Zoom that which I didn't understand before. And I I go to church on Zoom um, too because it's very like today I wanted to be able to go to church but still come to these meetings. So that worked. The transportation, the Zoom thing has solved a lot of transportation problems, but it's a very different way to connect and interact. I'm still getting to it, I must say. Gotcha. Thanks. Mary Lou. What's changed, I've noticed, is now you can't shake a person's hand, but you have to fist pump or you mm -hmm. have to elbow. And it's kind of sad. Because you could tell a lot with the person's handshake. Another thing I noticed is, sadly, our chapter meetings, they want to go more to Zoom for convenience and transportation due to the paratransit situation. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me again. Let me ask you a question. Um, would you share with us something that you do now? That you didn't oh, do before what the I pandemic. do now, I'm more of a okay. What I else? What I do now is I mm -hmm. order more from Instacart. I <laughs> order a lot from Amazon. I'm mm -hmm. more of a Walmart.com. <laughs> you know, it's like that's more. I mean, I thought in the beginning when I did it, I was more of like a shut-in, but mm -hmm. then I got over that. You know, and I okay. thought, you know, everybody does this so normal. Next, we have Jeanette. So my new normal is not that I exercise, but that I exercise differently. Um, before the pandemic, I did a lot of walking and stretching and um, some uh, biking, stationary, but biking and now I do a whole lot more yoga and strengthening and okay. more treadmill. So that's my new Thank normal. You. I love it. <laughs> Next, we have Herbie. Oh, there's Herbie. Monster peanut butter cookies. <laughs> Monster peanut butter cookie? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Well, I think we need to have a little discussion about that off the air, but uh, <laughs> um, anyway, oh dear. Um, so what do I do now? Well, there's a number of things I do now. One of them is make mustard peanut butter cookies on phone calls in this little <laughs> thing I do called Herbie's Cooking Corner. And uh, I only stream a few things for ACB Media, only a few things, you know, maybe a convention or two, um, maybe a few community calls. COVID's been kind to me. It's given me, thank, you know, thanks to the online realm, which I already excelled at even beforehand, it created new opportunities that I don't think I would have ever been able to have in a normal world. Um, my life, I mean, I've... I do as much as I can online, but we have done some physical traveling this year. I have decided to give up masks, though. I am just I got I've gotten so tired of feeling constricted mm. with them. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to wear them in hot weather and stuff like that anymore. And I'm just going to the worst of the pandemic is now over. I'm going to take my chances. And, uh, you know, that's what we got these vaccines for. So. Uh, 
and I do most of my stuff online anyway, which doesn't never required a mask. So there you go. Thank you. All right, Carrie. Um, I start uh, hosting for the ACB community, and that's something I never did before, and I enjoy doing that. And um, I also was asked to uh, to facilitate a book club with the Service Club for the Blind. I never did that before. It's not on Zoom; it's a conference call. And oh. I've been more involved in different groups, like phone groups, and facilitating things um, since the pandemic. Thanks. Congratulations. Anne. I find that I'm just more grateful than I used to be before the pandemic. I just am I'm so grateful for being able to go to church, for being able to have Zoom and be, hear people's voices. Just gratitude, huge, huge boost in my gratitude. Thank you. Mm, gratitude. Thanks. And that's actually it. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, I hope you were spellbound as I was during all of that, because I think this was one of the greatest experiences of learning from each other, where we heard some things that sounded like us, that sounded like we would want to be, and sounding like we would like to be. So we got a lot of exchange in there, and I think it was very, very important. And some of you, I'm looking forward to meeting you personally and hearing from you um, on various calls and, and programs and projects and things that you'll do uh, out without the, in the year. So let me say something to you that it's profound, but it's simple. To live in the world is to adapt constantly. Let me say that again. To live in the world is to adapt constantly. So the adaptation, yes, it could have been you changed something, but what about the things you started and the things you enhanced? And it was interesting because I heard some changes that had to do with people and some that had to do with places and some that had to do with things. And one of the big words when we think about defining new normal is the sense of community. Community plays a major, major role. And not to be morbid, but to tell you the truth, that handled the wrong way. You can die from a lack of community and from loneliness and isolation. So some things I thought they were good because you went and you changed, you were still with people but you took advantage of the technology and the other openings. And by the way, some of you, as I listen to you, you stopped doing some things that weren't that great for you. You really just stopped. And that was one thing that some of us had permission to do. You, you know, we just didn't show up anymore. And whether it was Zoom or wherever it was, we said no to that. And so our new normal had more to do with us and the decisions we made than other people. I mean, you know, there were some things that I would go to and I'd say they don't know whether I'm there or not. They eventually did, but I could slip out and I could just not be there. And even though I wanted to be there, even emotionally, the transforming was teaching me that if I really didn't want to be there, it was okay. Some of you I heard doing things that took some courage. You know, you talked about I'd never done that before, but I did during this. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to tell you my COVID story that I did um, 
really post-pandemic that I never would do pre-pandemic. And by the way, if I hear this story again, I'll know that one of you told somebody. I went on a Zoom date and um, <laughs> I got bored and some friends were doing this. So I decided I would do it too. And the moral of the story is Zoom dates are okay, but I'm just going to have to tell you, there's nothing like the real thing, baby. Okay, so you want Zoom dates, you enjoy yourself, but Pam's got a plan. So anyway, and, and, and it's funny because I found myself because of the time that it went in, that, that, hey, people were doing it and they really, you know, enjoyed it and met each other and were having some new kinds of fun. Some of you talked about it was nice when you could do something that you had never done before, but you felt safe in ACB, you felt safe on Zoom, and, and you felt safe even in person. And, and I like the fact that you were making some of your own decisions. That was fantastic, because did you notice some people said mask, some people said no mask ever again, yet somebody who's carrying around masks with them even though they don't use them. And so it's all about us, because our, and, and I would say this to you, my own opinion, I think blind people, us blind folks, us folks with low vision, we have to be adaptive. And so even as the pandemic came in, we were used to changing things. We were used to make, you know, moving forward. Uh, we were used to, we didn't like it when our guide dog would pass away and we'd have to go get another dog. Some of us went from braille writer to Slayton stylist and back again, okay? And some of you, I liked it. You said you traveled. You know, you change the way you travel because so often, and this is something, if we were live, I would teach you in a management trick. Listen, the issue is not how you got there. There are all kinds of ways to get somewhere. But the issue is that you adapted in a way so that you could get there. And sometimes we get to arguing about things. It isn't how we got, get there. Sometimes it is, but mostly let's be open to our ways. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, that we're finished with the new normal because of the new, you know, variances that are coming up and the new attitudes and strategies about uh, whether we should even be getting vaccines and things like that. I still believe that sentence that I said to you, the way to live is to adapt constantly. That is the end of my presentation, but I always like to leave these kinds of things open for some comments and a little bit of Q&A. So if we get some hands, Travis and folks on site, we'll just roll with it. And we've only got just about 10 more minutes. We don't have that much time. There's somebody in the room just shouted out. Yep. Oh, conveyor. Okay, go ahead, Ray. I just, as a leader in ACB, I just look at the way ACB has changed and really mm -hmm. grown, I think. Um, I think in some ways the pandemic has been the best thing for ACB as an organization. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and the biggest part of it is we've been more focused on our people and uh, in various ways, the community is obvious, but uh, just in the fact that we've been able to bring on new people and mm -hmm. great people because we didn't have to worry about could they get to move to Alexandria or Minneapolis mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think you know what, really we didn't have a choice. A lot. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I don't think we had a choice. I don't think we would have survived unless we stayed open enough and willing enough to try new things because in the new normal, sometimes you have to try it. 
There's no guarantee it's going to meet. But thank you for sharing that. Hi there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to make a comment if that's okay. This is Bryn. Yes, please. Hi. Um, so, of course, you know, one major thing changed about me since, you know, COVID started. You know, transitioning mm -hmm. my gender was a big deal. Uh, but I learned a lot of things because of COVID. If it weren't for COVID, these things would have never happened. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. I was seeing people, you know, talking about we don't know how serious this virus is. Mm -hmm. We don't know uh, how what might happen to you if you catch it. People were talking about, you know, potentially dying from this virus. And, you know, we, then we were locked into our houses for weeks Lockdown. and months. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I was like, I don't know how much more time I have left. I don't know what the future is going to hold. And I changed a lot. I learned how to set boundaries. Yeah. I learned yeah, how to say no. One. And I, I learned how to speak up for myself. I am Because you're making the point now. that it was also, um, you know, it was social. It was physiological. And it was psychology, psychologically, mm -hmm. psychological as well. You know, we all had to do, because let me say this, when I look this up historically, after each what we might call catastrophe, you could see and you would see major changes. And, but at the same time, we're constantly changing. You know, like Ray said, we were constantly looking. So thank you for sharing that. Do we have anybody thank else? Thank you. You're welcome, dear. All right, if anybody else has a comment, be nice and loud for me. I can't see your hands. See, she just adapted. <laughs> or on Zoom. We do have some on Zoom. 269 ending in 333. Hello. I want to point out, um, kind of backtracking a little bit, but uh, transportation is extremely limited here because I live in a small town. Mm -hmm. And pretty much all of our retail businesses have had to close, even though the pandemic is supposedly over. They're not reopening because people aren't here to work. Okay. And so we basically have been forced to become at home bodies. Mm. But the one thing I've really noticed is that the neighborhood has really bonded together. Mm. And we didn't have that closeness before. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now, having said that, I do, of course, now all of my shopping is online, which I don't really like. Because sometimes you just need to see something before you buy it. I agree. And then the other thing that, and this kind of is scary to me, but we have had to sign legal documents electronically, and it does not look like our signatures whatsoever. Yeah. And you know, the I technology is still, they're still working on the technology. Every day you yeah. hear about something and somebody got hacked. So you know what? As well as we've had some advantages of technology, and I don't want us really to go there, especially right now, but right. there have been some disadvantages. Yeah. And but I think all in all, we've um, we've done well. You, you know. And I agree well. with you, but I will also say that I have a close friend who has her signature was used for a major loan at a bank, and she knew nothing of it. I believe it. So. <laughs> And I've been I a victim of um, identity theft, so I, I yes. know pre, post, and during. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Our next person, please. 410, ending in 927. Just to broaden the point that somebody mentioned the fact that once the pandemic hit and now 
basically sort of post-pandemic, those platforms that were put in place to enable us to communicate with each other, including the ACB community calls, still remain in place because it's now recognized that some people do have transportation issues or even medical issues that would limit them anyway. And so Zoom and Teams and yada, 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 that they've been a godsend for the blindness community. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. And I, I'd like to add, this is Doug. Um, it's not only the pandemic. So mm-hmm. my, my mom died right before the pandemic hit and my dad had already died a couple of years before that. And I, I'm noticing that I do have some family members and friends still from the Chicago area and uh and i live in falls church virginia and Mm -hmm. so i don't have that anchor of my parents to come to chicago and see my cousins anymore and so i need to adapt to that and Mm. uh, you know try to figure out how to make how to keep those relationships alive even though we don't have that same anchor that we did before yeah well, that's a, that's an interesting point, Doug, and thank you for bringing it up. You know, as we get ready to close out here, I just want to say to you that this has and is a global crisis. And I, for one, don't believe it's totally over because of the fact that we are still trying to adapt and we're still finding that we have to improvise, we have to overcome, and we have to adapt. So that's where we are. But I think better than that, we are with each other. We really are. We are with each other. Heard some good ideas, guys, and so thank you for that. Some of you I might have to call to tell you, show me how to do it. But that the truth is, particularly as we are blind and people with low vision, we do and we can overcome. Day by day, we'll figure it out and we'll work together and we'll stay together. And remember that your new normal is your new normal and so embrace it. Doug, thank you so much and the rest of you for allowing me to be here with you this afternoon. I had a ball and I can hardly wait till Jacksonville. Well, I can't even wait till mid-year, you know, that kind of thing because we're doing quite well. And I am grateful. I am very, very grateful to be a member of the American Council of the Blind. Thank you and make it a good one. Okay, Doug, you can take it away. Thank you, Pam. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's have another hand for Pam for coming, working with us. And I also, obviously, all the, always uh, thank you for the people behind the scenes, uh, mm-hmm. Travis and, you know, and the other folks who are. Chanel is here. <laughs> and, and Bryn, who uh, doubled as a technical person and also uh, bike runner. Yeah, and, and sharer also. And that's uh, mm-hmm. the last thing I want to say is I want to thank everybody for sharing their experience with us. Um, you know, it does take some courage and, uh, and I, I appreciate the fact that you came and joined us and, and were willing to share what you were going through, what you have been going through um, so that we could walk away um, as, as a different community than we walked into the room. Mm. So thank you so much everybody. And um, I think that's it. Have a great convention. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.